When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co host, Sarah Frickinson. Sarah, how are you? Underpants. <laughs> That's all I had to say. That's we've been waiting. That's all I had to say. You know what? Yeah. If you say underpants, what do you think of? You think of Boy Meets World. We've, we've, I think we've already said underpants, but here we go. Underpants. Yeah, I gotta say, as soon as Corey, like as soon as Topanga sat down next to Sean, I was like, oh, it's underpants. Oh, it's underpants. Like I was just getting like so jazzed, just like watching it all uh, happen. And of course, when there is a big moment in Boy Meets World, you can guarantee we're gonna have somebody, a specific person on, because she's selected this up, these two episodes to talk about. Mary is back. Mary, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, I feel like you need a little bit more. It's like underpants. Okay, okay. We <laughs> all know them. that Mary is on a different tier than I <laughs> and you, Jessica, with impersonations of Corey Matthews yeah. and Boy Meets World. I blow in comparison. I totally get it. I'm just going to fake ill until somebody revives me. <laughs> Yeah, these these two episodes were really fun. Like we're definitely in the swing of college days now, mm -hmm. um, which is a whole different era of Boy Meets World, but still very fun, even though we're in like we're getting used to our new sets. We're getting new used to like, oh, my God, there's a dorm room now. Like we're all still learning and growing. 
Um, but we still get underpants. We get Mary. Did you remember that the Feeney call did not happen until season six? The proper Feeney call, season six. No, like in my memory, maybe it's just because I've watched the compilation so much that it just feels like it's in so many episodes. But yes. yeah, the proper Feeney call, it, it takes so long to get there. Like there's there's so much about season six that it's like highs and lows for me. There's parts that I really love. And there's even in these episodes, there's parts that I love. And then there's parts where I'm like, oh, that didn't age well. <laughs> like, there, it, It's yeah. really up and down. But I know this isn't the first time that you two have talked about the college days. But can I just say and be like the, the 10th person to say probably these are the most like they're not just big dorm rooms. They're really nice. Yeah. They have so much stuff. Like, even in, in this episode when uh, Sean and Topanga are, like, messing with all the random stuff they have in their dorm room. Like, they have a cowbell. <laughs> like, all this, like, why is your dorm room big enough for you to just have, like, toys hanging around? <laughs> Things. Yeah. Ugh. Totally agree with you. Anybody who went to a state school, at least around where I live, knows the horror of the small dorm room. Um, Usually, I feel like... I don't know. I did, I did not go away to school. So I guess I'm only speaking from having to go to orientation and stay overnight, which I absolutely despised because it didn't have air conditioning and I was dying. Um, but usually I remember seeing like the twin beds they put into bunk beds just so that people would have more room for like mm -hmm. the two desks that everybody had and like maybe a microwave. Like if you were cool enough to have a microwave, I don't know, Sarah, like these dorm rooms are massive. Ooh, my freshman year of college, I had a corner room, and I swear my dorm room was as big as theirs, if not larger. And we had a bathroom. And Your own bathroom? Of course. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, for what two people. Fancy school was this. Jeez. <laughs> it, was, it was a private school that Maybe that's why. That probably caused more than it should have, especially because it was basically 13th grade. But uh, it was a big, but it was a corner room. So that's why it was so big. But it didn't have like bookcases. It wasn't as well decorated, but it was a big dorm room. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my subsequent years, they were apartment style. So they had uh, two bedrooms of two people oh, and then yeah. a bathroom and then like a mini kitchen. It didn't have an oven because they didn't want you to set people on fire, but it did have the microwave that you were not allowed to cook popcorn in because the thing about college is that people burn popcorn so often. It's not it, hard to cook popcorn. I don't know, Jessica. Like this is a huge thing because there were so many times that we had to go outside during a fire alarm because of popcorn specifically that they eventually had to ban popcorn. I, we had to go outside so many times in dorms for fire alarms so and it was times. always it was always like when I was about to get in the shower or when I was in the middle of a nap yes. so I'm like always in my pajamas or a bathrobe or something or it's like freezing outside <laughs> and I, it was never a scenario where I could just be like okay well I'll just no. like go across the street to a dining hall and hang out I was always like I need to get back in the dorm as fast as possible yes. but for us it wasn't popcorn it was it was microwave though it was people cooking those like craft mac and cheese like cups oh, yeah. but, like either yeah. but either forgetting the water or leaving it in yes. or putting it in for way too long or leaving the packaging on it's just like i'm look i understand that some people <laughs> use college as the time to be like I'm going to learn how to be an adult and yeah. I've lived my whole life so sheltered that I never learned how to microwave things. 
figure it out. That should be lesson number one before you're allowed to live in a dorm. There's instructions like literally on those little cups. No, but Jessica, you don't understand. Cooking Easy Mac is really hard. Really, really hard. Because the name Easy Mac really implies that it's (laughs) Right. It was so difficult. There was one time where we left during a fire alarm. It normally was not a big deal. I left my dorm and the hallway was smoked out completely. And it was because of effing popcorn. Wow. It was wow. popcorn. I wonder where those people are these days. The people that failed to learn how to cook no, popcorn. I poked my head out of my dorm. In New York. <laughs> I poked my head out of my dorm once in college, um, and it was also smoked out, but it was a very different kind of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and there were cops at the end of the hall, so Amazing. I just poked my head back in the You're door. Like, oh, oh, my God. I don't need to deal with this. That reminds me of the time that it was, I don't know, what, like Memorial Day weekend or like Labor Day weekend. And my roommate was like, we're going to have a party in our dorm and we're going to have pot and whatever they said. And my boyfriend at the time, now fiance, was like, Sarah, you cannot go to this college party. And I'm like, Drew, you're being so lame. (laughs) And he was like, you can't go. So I didn't go. And somehow the cops actually did come oh. and they got in major trouble. Well, there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Drew, so, I guess. Thanks for Drew being a party for pooper. Being a party pooper and I didn't get arrested <laughs> and, and put into the uh uh into the freaking dorm police uh prison. Oh my gosh. But Corey would never do any of this. Corey stuff. would definitely never. Um no. and Corey is gonna be a major, even more so, I think, a topic of conversation these two episodes than he even normally is. Cause let me tell you, sometimes Corey does things and I'm like, Corey, just stop, just like do a little <laughs> less. Do less, Corey, do less. But he's a Leo and thus he cannot. Um, (laughs) and and they're so meta about it in these episodes because he's constantly like now i know that you think i'm going to fly off the handle (laughs) yeah but i'm not and he immediately flies off it's like we've been with you for six seasons now Corey. we know exactly what you're gonna do um so we're talking two episodes of boy meets world of course uh episode five and six we're gonna start with better than the average Corey. Um, I feel bad for poor Alan this episode. <laughs> um, we start off in the Philadelphia Museum of Art and Feeney is like, I don't know. I know we like just covered an episode where like Feeney is like, okay, he's back into teaching. Like he's, he can't be a student. So he has to be a teacher again, but suddenly he's just a teacher and Corey and everybody else are in his class. And I'm like, wait a minute, are we in high school again? What's happening? <laughs> Yeah. Am I yeah, forgetting? I was, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, are wait, did we go back in time? Like, why are why are they on a school yeah. trip? And are are these four even in like a class together? Like, what is this class? Yeah, apparently they are. Like the Sarah, the last thing we saw of Feeney was like he was going to be a student in Eric's right. class. But he I remember like, that. Yeah, he couldn't help but be a teacher. And so I remember then, that too. I guess they hired him after that. But okay, like, okay. So I just want to make sure I did not miss the hiring no. of Mr. Feeney, nor the pl- the part where they assigned him a, a a class. No, not at he's all. He's just there. Yeah, he's there. Uh, and so they're talking about like abstract art. Um, and uh, and so Angela comes over and she says that Sean just got into the photography po- uh, program, which is great. And you know what? As much as we like pick on this show for being terrible with like rewriting the history um this makes sense this tracks because sean originally wasn't going to go to college because he wanted to be a photographer so now he's into the photography program great makes sense i love that i love the consistency 
Yeah, which they rarely have. Um, oh, just wait, because in a couple scenes, there's going to be a scene where I'm like, this is not consistent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Angela got an A on her essay, maintaining black identity when you have three very white friends. <laughs> which at least they're uh, pointing it out. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. at least they know. Yeah, they know. Um, yeah, they knew enough, um, yet they did not hire a black hairstylist for Trina, nor any other crew no. members that were black or a person of color or any, any other, other actors on the show. That were. Yeah. So they knew enough no. to point it out, but not enough to do something about it. And that's what I call the 90s people. There you go. Mm. Um, and Corey's good news is that he found a penny. <laughs> I thought it was going to at least be a quarter. Like, what are you going to do with a penny? Pennies I do like, like, even pick penny? pennies up anymore. Like, is it worth know. it? I I found a dime in my yard when I was mowing the other day and I like put it on my steps to remember it. And then I found it today. I'm like, what am I going to do with this dime? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like at my age, right. At my advanced age of in my thirties, it's more likely that I will like, uh, pull my back out of place by bending down to pick up the penny. And so I don't <laughs> think it's worth it. <laughs> Terrible. I just dread the day that, that happens because you. I feel like in TV and movies, we're always shown like all I did was bend over and there goes my back. Whoop. Okay, okay, quick, quick side story. Yeah. Just because we were talking about it before, my sophomore year of college when I lived in a dorm, I did have to call the ambulance because I threw out my back. Have I already mentioned this oh on my this gosh, podcast? No, you haven't. Okay, what? I was gonna say. I feel like I have. In college, you threw your back out. I threw my back out. I was taking a nap. It was exam week. What? Clearly, I had a lot of stress and tension. I was taking <laughs> a nap in between exams. And I was laying on my back. And I reached over, like, across my body to grab my phone when my alarm went off <laughs> to wake up. <laughs> and I somehow pulled my back oh. out. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm paralyzed. I can't move. Oh my! I can't oh move. God. And I had locked my door. So I just had to, like, yell <laughs> for the RA to come. Oh, and no. And to go get another RA to unlock the door. And then they called, like campus like emergency or whatever and so a, an ambulance came but when the campus emergency people came into my room they like basically pick, like lifted my back up Street, so I could yeah. sit up in bed and at that point I could sort of like get out of bed and stand up but I I could not bend or turn my head or tilt my head down for like a week and um but they asked they were like we're um we, we've got this ambulance here if you want us to take you. And I'm like, well, what are they going to be able to do for me at the hospital? And they're like, I don't know, probably not much. Like you probably just like pinched a nerve and like threw out your back. And I'm like, how much is it going to cost me yeah. to take the ambulance? And they're a like, probably like $2,000. And I'm like, yeah, it's not happening. No I'll, I'll just be broken. It's fine. Yeah. No, I've yeah. expressed my feelings about ambulances. I don't care if I'm bleeding out. Do not transport me in an ambulance. I do not want to spend yeah. two to $10,000 on an ambulance. <laughs> I'll just bleed out. It's fine. Yeah, and it, it's like ridiculous because I didn't have to at least pay for them because they called it because I didn't call it. But <laughs> my my RA was friends with my sister, and so she had apparently just like texted my sister and said like, "Come quick, your sister's paralyzed." Oh, no. <laughs> and my sister's like running across campus, like freaking out, like calling mom and dad, being like, "Mary's her," and then she shows up and she's like, "You were taking a nap." <laughs> Oh my god. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why the penny isn't worth it. No, I guess you're right. I was like 20 years old through my back by taking a nap. And and then I just had to take my exams, like sitting up really straight, like just tilting my eyes down. It was really hard. Oh my gosh. Sounds awful. Traumatic. Basically, I'm really afraid to like twist too hard. (laughs) Yeah, I traumatized by it. So that's the moral of the story is um don't reach for your phone when you're napping, just let it ring. And also leave the penny on the ground. Yeah, leave the pennies. 
Uh, oh, look, we're like 30 seconds into the episode. Good for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Feeney is like, who wants to offer an interpretation on this painting? And Corey is just like, me, me, me. Uh, and so he gets chosen and he, say, he says, I see hands tearing the fabric of America. You could see the old and bitter artist. And he uh, predicts total anarchy and higher taxes and the death of the American way. And so then we get this girl who's just like, mm, no, you're wrong. And Corey spends the next, like, this scene felt like forever. It was like five minutes of him just being, calling him, calling her a little girl, saying like, oh, pipe down, sister. Like, you know, uh, who are you're you? You're just a little girl. Yeah. And he takes her nose. I got your nose. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad, Sarah. Like, this is the artist, Corey. Stop. I know it's very very cringe and the fact of the matter is this girl looks like she's 27 but the reality <laughs> of the situation is she's legitimately 13. I looked this up too because I was like why would they hire such an older actress? No she's literally the same age as well, the she's actress not an Morgan. actress first and foremost she's yeah, an actual um artist oh, this so she this sense. this girl alexandra nikita um, yeah nikita is an actual artistic prodigy they used to call her mini picasso um so this is kind of like the jim abbott episode remember when we got yeah. that like really cool baseball player to come in uh to tell a story it is just like that it's or the episode where they brought in that figure skater for eric's dreams they there's a precedence of this, but it was really weird because it felt as though they really wanted to do an episode surrounding this young artist. So then they built an episode around it, and I felt like it was pretty weird. In addition to that, she's supposed to be Morgan's age, but she towers over her. But the fact of the matter is, Morgan's a year older, legitimately. Yeah. But and I don't think anybody watching it would believe that or know no that. but the problem is like literally this was my childhood like i <laughs> am tall always have been very tall like to the point where i was taller than all the boys in every grade i was ever in up until like high school and so mm. all of my friends i just so happened to make friends with everybody who was super short and so this this whole thing the up and down yeah that was me and my friendships throughout my entire life so like it didn't look but I guess when you're when you're that person, when you're the tall person, it doesn't look as weird because you're not like looking at it from the outside. But yeah, this whole episode, I was like, this girl does not look young enough to be Morgan's age. Like she does legitimately look like she's, you know, 20. The thing that threw me off, because I did, I did know that this was the real artist, mm -hmm. and I knew that she was young because I had looked this up in the past. Because in a previous viewing, I was mm -hmm. like, man, she's so tall. But the thing that threw me off was that in every scene that she's in, and again, she's not a professional actress, she's standing so close to, like, was the direction, like, stand literally on top of Corey. Like, because Corey's, like, talking about, you know, giving his speech about what he thinks the painting's about, and she just sort of comes out of nowhere and is, like, right next to him and uh, walking along with him. And then, like, later on at the, at the tag of the show, she comes up and just, like, walks really close. It was definitely, like, a little bit awkward how they tried to put her in the episode because it seemed like they they gave her lines that like why would this person like why would she be inserting herself into this particular conversation right especially stuff. if she's such yeah. a well-established and talented artist like why would she even humor him 
Also, Jessica, they did the Andy McPhee approach of aging down somebody by giving her overalls and pigtails and, and braces. Yeah. Oh, obviously, she must be. She might have had braces, but yeah. I don't yeah, think they, they, they put really, on fake braces for her. That's they a lot really, of really did. That's true. They really, really did try. Um, and so, and so, yeah, then she, they, he figures out like, yeah, this is actually the artist. And so then she goes off with Feeney to like talk about the actual like painting. Um, and, uh, Feeney is just like, oh, I get so carried away when I see a young person with extraordinary gifts. And of course, uh, he's like, what about me, Feeney? Like, he's like, oh, well you have your health. Good for you. <laughs> Uh, not, not so, true. Yeah, this is gonna begin with Corey realizing he is super average uh and he has a big big problem with that uh and so yeah he finds out that this is uh that this is the painter and that he is she is the same age as Morgan and he gets like very bothered by this yeah again he's super rude this whole episode because even when she comes home to hang out with morgan he's like picking on morgan and then he's like oh morgan like she wouldn't want to i have no idea why she wants to hang out with you she doesn't want to play video games she doesn't want to do this I'm like Corey, just stop like yeah. you know how like scott's tots is like the most cringy episode of the office like yes. this is one of the most cringy episodes of boy meets world just yeah. in that you're like Corey, stop and then you start to feel better for him because he's so like, I think most people have been there where they might have a moment where, like, I get it. And anytime I see, like, I look up a, an actor and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're younger than me. Look at all that they've accomplished. Yeah. Like, I haven't done anything like this. Like, anytime I see something like that, um, and it really hits you with age when, when like, someone's younger than you. Yep. Um, and so you start to kind of feel bad to, for Corey, of course, until he puts his blame on poor Alan. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's like Corey just needs to take a step back and watch what he's saying um but i, I really want to know like where are alexandra's parents why did they let her just come <laughs> to Corey's house with like a strange man and like like where right <laughs> yeah, is Corey's, like five yeah. years her senior at least and she's just allowed to go to random people's houses um it is very it's, it's such a weird episode and it reminds me that all of season three was this. All of season three was, you know, what is Corey even good at? Like, or maybe it was season two. I can't remember. But it was one of the seasons. Like, what's my specialty? Like, who am I in this yeah, world? Yeah, he was really trying to figure it out. And now he's in college and it's even worse because he's even older. And so he brings um, her back to his house. He brings Alexandra back. Uh, and he's like, yeah, for some reason she wants to hang out with you, Morgan. And so Alexandra says, yeah, I don't get to spend a lot of time with kids my own age. And uh, and so she's been painting since she was two years old. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Corey's just being a real jerk. He's like, oh, when Morgan was two, she gained almost full control of her neck. We're really proud of her. Look at that. Go ahead, Morgan. Hold up your head. Um, and so Which is immediately thrown back at him later when Amy is like, when you were two, you were more concentrating on learning how to use the toilet. Like, it's like, yeah. Corey, don't make fun of your sister when that's all you did at that age, too. Yeah. Two-year-olds don't usually do a ton. No, it's uh, just his coping mechanism, trying to, like, yeah. compare, like, make other people feel down so that he doesn't feel so down about his own life. Yeah. Uh, so Morgan and uh, so then they start talking Morgan and Alexandra talk about Banjo Kazooie and I was like 
Oh, hit me in my 90s feels. Loved Banjo-Kazooie on N64. What, what is Banjo-Kazooie? Banjo-Kazooie, there's like this, it's a cartoon, it's, it's a video game. And there's a bear. And there's this, he has this like bird friend that's Kazooie. So Banjo, I think, is the bear. And Kazooie, I think, is the bird. And it's like in his backpack on his back. And so occasionally you can switch who you're playing as. And like one of them will lean back. And like the other one will start walking. Um, and they each have like different powers and you just, you like collect things and you beat bosses and, and wow. It's sounds... very fun for the nineties. Okay. Sounds unfun. You, you don't <laughs> like video games. That's why it wouldn't be fun for you. You only liked video games like the Sims. Like it's That's not like true. The Sims. Yeah. Um, and so they go off to play. Uh, and, uh, Corey is very sad. He asks Sean, do you think I'm talented? <laughs> She's like what what <laughs> poor sean you can see the like the look on sean's face is like this again <laughs> three times in this episode Corey's gonna ask someone like what's he good at or what is he you know what are his talents mr feeney is like oh you have your health sean is like i have no idea and then later tries to be like oh the ukulele <laughs> and then later on with angela she's like don't press me on this i don't have anything i'm just trying to be nice <laughs> yeah and i love angela's response who's who's shocked that angela has my favorite response <laughs> yeah angela the truth teller she's amazing she's my favorite uh and yeah so it's just like uh i don't know yeah the ukulele apparently is what he's good at um, but he goes through all the trophies he has that he's kept. <laughs> he has trophy for an enthusiasm from a fat camp. And the thing that mostly annoys me about this, because he says that he went because his, like all the other camps had filled up. And so that was the one his parents sent him to, yeah. which does not check out with Amy and Alan, unless he was like, I need to go to camp. Like, send me anywhere. The thing that bothers me continuity wise is like, Shouldn't Sean remember a summer where Corey wasn't around? Yeah. Or like went to this camp because yeah, they spent every summer together since they were five years old. Yeah. yeah. So also Corey's bedroom that. looks so different. Like he has um like uh there's actually because I know they're prepping for the new baby, right? But they still have like there's a big bed in there. It's not even the two twin beds anymore. It's like a full or queen. Well, or whatever. Corey brought that in when uh Eric moved out. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying like it's very stripped down. And um, Will, my husband had noticed that on the banner, like beh directly behind Corey and Sean, when you're watching, it has like not it has like what you think would be names of sports teams but instead they're like fake names so like <laughs> uh, as an because like probably for copyright stuff so like as an example i don't know if this is one of them but like instead of yank yankees it would be like yankos or something like it would be like almost you know identical but like one letter i feel like they've said yankees before on the show they have Maybe nice. they, they have. might be able to have like merchandise or something though i'm oh, wondering if that's Maybe. a thing because you know like certain like shows like big brother or something they have to like block out like the logos yeah. and whatever yeah um well and that was like really early on in boy meets world i don't know if they still do it i haven't clocked it but really early on it'd be like they'd have a can of juice and it would just say juice yeah like a can of soda just say soda <laughs> or cereal they would just say cereal it looks like, just yeah. like a can of pepsi or whatever yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah because remember i think that at one point in time they had like a can of coca-cola and sarah and i were like oh big coke sponsoring boy meets world look at them 
Um, but yeah, so then like it's so sad. Like Corey just is like, oh, you know, he's feeling very average. Um, and so then we're at then we get the Jack, Eric, and Rachel. Well, oh, wait, hold First on. Before we get to that, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Mary and I need that. to have a formal <laughs> meeting. Yeah, this hold important. on. My this is my favorite. See, I I took a screenshot of this. Well, I tried to, and Disney Plus wouldn't allow me. So then I had to find <laughs> some fancy Wait, ways. To I take, take, I know take how to take screenshots on Disney Plus. It is very involved. I figured it out. I figured it out. But I take a screenshot of my favorite part of this whole episode, which is mm-hmm. why I also requested this one. It's just Corey standing next to his wall with his arms crossed, saying, "There's just nothing about me that separates me from anybody else." With a poster, framed poster, <laughs> of a bunch of celery that just says celery. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why? And, okay, so either this joke hits me for two reasons. Either they're trying to be like, what is, like, the most average thing? Like, like something that just, like, is so bland, and that's supposed to point out that he's average. Yeah. Or it's a joke that's like, no one would have this, Corey. This is your thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, yeah. and I picture this, I picture this, even though this is not the the pose, but I picture that scene of him standing there also in association to the line when he's like, I can't remember exactly what it is, but something like, there's no such thing as good news until I've had my grape nuts. Like, it's like, Corey is just so... He's so bland. He's so average. And I mentioned it many times. That's why I love this show because it centers around a main character who's not like a prodigy or Mm -hmm. secretly a rock star. It's like they're just an average to a fault person. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a really subtle joke, and that's one of the things that Boy Meets World does really well. Um, Mary, what what would you say if I said for only seventeen thirty five? You can go on Zazzle.com and get the celery poster. I mean, Mary's it's gonna in buy my this. cart. Yeah, like I, I just bought a house, a house, and I'm like, I don't know what to put in my kitchen. Um, it's this a poster of celery. I want this so bad. I'm literally about to buy this. Seventeen thirty-five. Like no joke. I will. Okay. I'm gonna buy this, and when I put it up in my house, I will send you a picture. Yes. Now, do I put it in? My, do I put it in my bedroom? Or do I put it in the kitchen? I think you need it in the kitchen so that it's a statement piece, right? Like, people need <laughs> this it. is so funny. Like, because you know people would ask about it. And then whenever they ask, yeah. I'm just going to stand next to it and cross my arms and say, you know, there's just nothing about me that separates me from anybody. <laughs> oh, no. I love this. We need so to much. sponsor Mary in this poster. <laughs> I mean, I'm I I took a screenshot of this because I'm going to tweet it when this episode comes out. But like this is it, this speaks to me in so many levels, and I can't believe you're about to skip over it. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. How I did you find this? Did you already have this celery poster? Like, okay, no. The thing it. is, is that I just googled celery poster, and yeah. guess what? The first thing that comes up is celery poster, Boy Meets World, and then you can so easily just find the poster once you type in celery poster i feel like that must mean that there are other people out in this world who are like just as obsessed with the whole celery situation 110 yeah hold on i need to get what size do you think that is it's doesn't it say it's probably a 24 by 36 poster oh no jessica don't sabotage mary please for goodness sake (laughs) i didn't sabotage her it's only 13 by 19 but yeah but no but you can you can change you can change the size i'm trying to i'm looking at the picture of Corey, and i'm trying to figure out how big it is oh Oh, how big he has a big one now this is big 
yeah, I would say that it is probably half his height, if not yeah, more than half. It's his at height. least it's at least the twenty by twenty eight, if not the twenty four by thirty six. Usually, posters in general are twenty four by thirty six. So well, that would be my assumption is that it's a twenty four yeah. by thirty six. Is poster. that too big for my kitchen? It's no, pretty far. large. Unless you have a pretty large kitchen, <laughs> that's going to be pretty you big. Ask such a question. You could either. I think you could do two things. I think you can like fill the biggest wall you could find in your kitchen. Or you could get like a small one and put it in a frame and keep it on the counter and just have like a counter thing. You know, you've seen those. All the influencers yes. do that when they have YouTube videos. They have like framed photos on their kitchen counters. And I'm like, how do you have that much counter space that you can like afford to use a frame back there? Anyway, I'm I'm literally getting this right now. <laughs> you made Mary's day. <laughs> you really, really did. Thank you to Zazzle.com. We will Amazing. be accepting not sponsor. any sponsor. But, oh, no, yeah. never mind. No well, we, we could. If they want to sponsor us, we're definitely open to it. <laughs> Very um, all right. I'm going to get the 11 by 14 and then frame it and put it on my counter. There okay. you go. Okay. <laughs> Living large. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, now we're moving on to the, the Rachel, Eric, Jack storyline. Which again, I feel like they, I feel like this episode, we like skipped an episode in between somewhere where like we have suddenly Feeney is working at the college and like everyone's in his class. And also now we have this situation where like Eric won't leave Jack and Rachel alone. Um, like even to pee, he like will not go and pee. Um, hmm. Would it make sense if this episode and the next were switched because he if say like in the next episode oh jack saved rachel's life and they did mouth to mouth like what happens if we switch it would that make more sense for you maybe okay well moving forward yeah um and so so yeah so he's afraid to leave them for a couple of minutes um they're gonna toast and so then they drink and (laughs) and eric is upset he's like that's the meanest thing you've ever done to me uh and so he he runs and like i do love i do think like wilford l is like really really great the physical comedy of eric oh yeah he like slides through the banisters <laughs> and like flips over to go into the bathroom uh, and of course jack yeah it's like the stairs would have taken probably less time definitely but he felt that and i really wonder like was that a choice on his own or did they like design that to be wide like, enough well yeah through. to be wide yeah i will say the point of having bars that are that wide normally i would so my knowing my background i think that they definitely made them wide enough for him to slide through because banisters or balusters i should say are usually closer together they're usually no more than three to four inches apart so and you know why because children stick their heads through them exactly okay i was gonna say i definitely stuck my head through one when i was a child mary not safe not safe at all i got out (laughs) thank goodness for that or else you'll still be there you have to call the uh, campus police to cut you out of there yeah yeah Um, (laughs) also messed up this is the episode where rachel gets i can't keep up oh well oh where she gets uh where Where she she chokes yeah Yeah. i messed up i'm sorry yeah um and so right so jack is just like listen while while he's in there um let's get married real quick come on we have time it's just like wait what yeah. and What's she's like on? oh haha you're so silly and then he like doesn't understand for so long that she's choking to death i'm sorry chucking to death yeah this I is so say. dumb and also i hate to point this out but like i remember learning this fact and then being so disappointed when i f- found out that like if you're choking you like cannot talk like it is impossible to talk and on every tv show i watch where someone is talking or it's choking they always are like muttering some words but it's like 
physically impossible to do that. Mm. But yeah, she's chucking. Um, <laughs> uh, she's chucking to death. And so he does. Uh, so then he's just like, wait, what's happening? What? What? Uh, and so he eventually finally realizes and gives her the Heimlich. And she, this is when uh, Eric, of course, comes back out and he thinks something more nefarious <sighs> is going on. And so finally she spits the moon all over Eric's face. <laughs> yeah, she spits all over him. And uh, it's, I, I couldn't tell, like, if they, I think they edited in on a second take because like on the initial take like the hot dog flies out but then later on eric's just like his whole shirt's wet <laughs> like where'd all that come from <laughs> yuck yeah it's nasty and eric is upset he thinks something was going on he's like i'm never going to the bathroom again <laughs> this is the last time yeah these episodes also these two back to back also really have like low continuity in terms of like how Jack and Eric are behaving in this in- episode compared to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was like they had two ideas and didn't think very hard about like what order they should put the episode. And we've in. already had the episode where they've agreed to like just be themselves around her and all of that. Yeah. So it especially makes no sense. It's like, you know what it is? Okay, Sarah and I often talk about how they have a whiteboard and they just do sticky notes and they like smush stuff together just mm-hmm. because I feel like they had three different ideas for how Jack, Eric, and Rachel could, like, potentially have, like, this, like, love triangle. And they were like, you know what? Instead of choosing one of these three, let's do them all. Let's just include all of them. It does feel that way. Yeah. It Um, does feel that way. And so, uh, and so, yeah. So then, oh, I think, isn't this interspersed with all of the, the baseball trophy stuff? Because isn't this when, like, Corey is also like, yeah, I took off the the uh, participation <laughs> trophy's head yeah. it's it's the way that he is so calm about and like the way that Corey talks i love this so much like sean is like uh what's that trophy for he said well my baseball team came in last they wanted us all to feel special or whatever and sean says well where's its head and of course i smashed it off with a hammer like he's just so <laughs> calm and like straightforward he's not like he's just like very and then he's like that and then that's when he goes to the celery but yeah yes he's first yeah. Thing to see was mary what, what would you say would you be jealous of me if i told you that the celery <laughs> screenshot is now with Corey next to it is now my desktop oh that's great <laughs> I don't want to make you jealous. Like I'm not trying to flex on you, but it's I mean, true. I could also make it my desktop. I mean, I don't know. Do you have you received a confirmation email from Zazzle.com telling you that you poster? Because I have. Did you use the coupon code Memorial Day like 1976? I don't know. I used honey, so whatever it gave mm. me for that. But Amazing. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's around this time when. Corey is like okay you know what I need to I need to go talk to my parents about this and meanwhile like the the other plot I guess that's happening in this is the, the Morgan's Got Talent plot right where like apparently yeah she, she's a great singer I mean she's a decent singer well we have like heard a, her like sing Super Freak or su- Super uh, right uh, what's the name of it no yeah. no no um you mean Loser freak. Loser yeah, freak. Loser Thank you. Yeah. I'm, like, I will say, yeah. loser freak. Loser freak. Comment yeah. on Morgan's singing. Chappelle next week will come after you. So I will just oh, say, no. first and foremost, that Morgan is a great singer. Yeah, she, was a, she was a great singer. She was a great singer. But it, well, I, I like, I appreciated the fact that the episode wasn't trying to be like Morgan's the best singer, like child prodigy singer. It was more like, oh yeah, Morgan's like a, a good singer, and like she's for the decent. talent show, she should do that. Would you say yeah. she's an average singer, and being average is okay? Because I would say that. 
Yeah. I'd say she's even above average. Wow. I'd say she's Pell above average. Conference. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we learned in this episode that being average is really good. So it's great. Being yeah, average is wonderful. Um and uh and so yeah, then I think is is this where we have uh Corey singing? Is this where he, where he sings? Yeah, he's a fan of the ukulele. My dog has um, fleas. <laughs> Is that is that like a real like I'm surprised they didn't go with like hot cross buns or something like I've never heard of my dog has fleas unless maybe he just made it up maybe that was the whole point is that he made this up but okay get up yeah. um and my uh, dog has fleas tuning hold on oh wow it's a song this oh wait hold on ridiculous hold on, hold on, hold on, this hold on. is a song I, the first thing that came up was like flea spray for your dogs now hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. My dog has fleas. Song by Will Ryan, ukulele. Oh wow! It there is a song. Okay, I'm trying to see knew? if it's if it's like what Corey is doing. My dog has fleas. Okay, it's a real song. It sounds it sounds much better than Corey was doing. Oh. Corey, he's average. He's a less than average singer. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, now this video is from 2010, so I don't know if this was like created after or oh you think this was like created after no. the episode aired yeah 2009. probably not no because i'm seeing a lot of things that just say the ukulele tuning song my dog has fleas okay so apparently so... this is like a thing that you it's like do hot cross buns yeah i wouldn't talk about my dog having fleas it seems like a personal health issue oh oh okay hold on each word of the phrase is sung in the notes the order of G, C, E, and A, oh. which is the standard tuning of a ukulele. My. Now, Corey oh. definitely does not exactly sing in tune, nor does it sound like his ukulele. His ukulele also looks like a toy ukulele, like not a real ukulele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One that you say. get from Toys R Us, not one that you get from a music store. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Interesting that the references listed on the Wikipedia page do not mention... <laughs> Boy Meets World. They mention lots of other things. Although mm. I am on the Muppets Wikipedia page. Is this a Muppet thing? Hang on. Oh, the Muppets? Like, this has layers. I'm sorry. I've gone on a deep dive. That's what we need. Deep dive of my dog really, has We really need the deep dive about um, my dog yeah. has please. Jessica, give me a C. Can you give me a C? C. Oh, is that really a C? C? I don't know. Oh, I, 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 I should have <laughs> said it was. Confidence. Confidence is key. Yeah. Well, this is where Corey know. says to Alan, this is your fault, father. You're oh. average. Therefore, I'm average. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Rough. This I mean, so sad. Now, chronologically, is this before or after the like Corey, Eric, Alan, after brother triangle? This, this is, is after, after that? After. Jeez, Alan's had some hard episodes. He's had a rough yeah. time. Yeah, first he like gets yelled at and pushed by Corey. Pushed to the ground. He got pushed to the ground and now he's been told it's all his fault. Um, also, I'm kind of surprised that Alan wasn't like, yeah, Corey, that's rough that you called me average, but at least you didn't push me this time. He <laughs> <laughs> said I have to go to the doctor for my back. Um, yeah, and this is also where they're like, oh, Morgan, you don't want to like sing like just because there's someone who's better than you. And they're like, and I love Alan saying like, I'm sure Alexandra would want you to try. Do you think if there was other girls that were better than her, she would stop painting? And she's just like, there, there aren't, I'm not supposed to lie. Like there aren't yeah, girls that are better would, than me. 
I'm not supposed to lie. What do I do? I love that. Yeah, it she was so sweet times. and naive. I don't, I'm not supposed to yeah. lie. She's like, wait, no, there's definitely not other girls my age who are better painters. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so this is when he says like, oh, now I'm, you know, I'm just average and it's all your fault. Uh, and he says, how come you didn't give me a paint set when I was two? And this is when they say you were more excited about toilet training. Corey, big boy. Now you would say. <laughs> Which just cracks Sean up and Sean's like standing there eating a pudding and like, Sean, this isn't your house. <laughs> Sean doesn't care. He'll walk in and eat anything. And we all know how much the Matthews love pudding, seeing as how Corey was like eating a pudding when he first entered their dorm room for the first time. Do you time. not have any friends where you can just go in and eat any of their snacks without no. asking their permission? I mean, I I probably do, but like it's it's more just the fact that like they're in college now. So something about the fact that they are, I guess, close enough to come back home and Sean tagged along and then also is just like eating the pudding. Although I feel like that's actually probably the best time to do it when you're call when you're in college. Yeah, because you know, you're broke, you have food. no money yeah. and you yeah. need your parent your friend's parents' food. Yeah um and so until so yeah he's he blames alan he's like why didn't you push me to do anything great you didn't help me find anything that i was good at uh i don't want to be these people that have no first place trophies and no special talents why didn't you want me to be better uh and alan says better than what and he's like better than what i am uh, and he says what are you saying he's like i'm better than this better than me yeah better than you it's just so sad he's like i'm never gonna be great because i was raised to be average and I'm average because you're average. And it's just like, that's so sad. Like, don't, and you can't blame Alan. Like, Alan has raised you to be a good person and he's giving you what he can. You can't say that you're just average because of him. Like, you should have picked up a talent if you wanted to be good at something. Pick up a hobby, Corey. You didn't stick through with any of those sports that you supposedly were decent at. Yeah. I, like, I definitely remember having a moment when I was younger, probably like in middle school, where I remember like complaining to my mom, like, why didn't you put me in like dance classes when I was a kid? Like I could be such a good dancer now if like you had, if you had done that and I, I can't dance, I can't sing, like whatever. But I wasn't like, yeah, because you can't. <laughs> yeah. was, and she was just more like, I don't know. As a kid, you wanted to go play. And I didn't want to be one of those people who's like. Put you in here, stuff. At, yeah. Your as a three-year-old, do this thing that you don't want to do. Yeah. Right. And it's sad because there was a moment right before they get to the point where he's like, like you, dad there's a moment where it really seems like Amy and Alan are actually like feeling really sorry for him. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe our son like doesn't think that he's important. And then when he flips to the, like, I want to be better than y'all. That's when it, it, it really turns you like, Ooh, actually Corey, I was just feeling bad for you, but now I'm really against what you're saying. Uh, it's just that it's really shitty. And yeah. he, he knows how his dad feels about his past of, you know, he used to feel that he was quote unquote just a grocer and that mm -hmm. he did certain things that maybe he would have been able to go forward in life. So Corey knows all these struggles that his dad has faced and he knows, I mean, Alan is super successful now. He has his uh, wilderness business, mm -hmm. as, as I think we haven't seen it in a bit, but I assume it's <laughs> we still can assume there. They still have there. That. I yeah. think the thing is, is like, you have to imagine for someone like Alan who's worked his butt off to like provide for his children and like has these thoughts about himself, right? We've seen him have these thoughts about like, I'm just a grocer, you know, like to, he finally feels like he's doing something worthwhile to hear this from his son must break his heart. 
and and of course like it would probably get him angry too like how dare you say that like you're just average i'm just average like um and then we get uh sean trying to get Corey out of the dorm room <laughs> he's like oh it's the ice cream man he's just like oh Corey, he says he's got your favorite flavor and Corey's just like vanilla <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is the better i flavor. like vanilla i'm not gonna lie too. but it's uh it's so good i i also think it's really interesting that this episode they could have if they i mean they clearly wanted it to be like a Corey and alan episode but they could have made it a Corey and sean one if they wanted like sean could have said Corey, like be happy that you had this like average life like from where i'm standing it looks pretty good yeah, yeah. i think the only problem is that it's not so for Corey. Like, Alan makes it more into a, like, sort of socioeconomical thing, whereas for Corey, I think it's more personality-based or, like, mm -hmm. special talent-based, and it that that part doesn't fit with Sean because, like, Sean's popular and good-looking and has always been kind of funny, and I guess he's got this photography thing, so in that case, he can't really like yeah speak Corey up but it's just interesting that they went they go. i'm happy yeah. they went the alan and Corey direction because i think we've experienced a lot of the sean and Corey side of the socioeconomic stuff and so i'm kind of happy they leaned more into it's not necessarily about what you have it's more about like your innate talent for things mm -hmm. and drive right. to succeed um and so then yeah so then uh <laughs> Topanga comes up and he's just like, oh, he's locked himself in there. He won't come out at all. He's searching the caverns of his soul. <gasps> Not the caverns of his soul. <laughs> uh, and they're like, Corey, open the door. And he's like, there's no ice cream man out here. It's like, did you think there was one roaming the, do the dorm hallways? Also, like, why does the sound of keys? Why would that be? <laughs> the ice cream man yeah. is on his way. Yeah, our plays this awful chimes. tune. Yeah, our ice cream man that roams around our neighborhood plays this awful tune that you just hear all the time. It's one of the nursery rhymes. I'm, I'm not remembering what one it is. It's like a pop goes the weasel type of situation. It's very annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, over and over again. Um, and so yeah, so Corey says I did a terrible thing. I did the worst thing I could possibly do. I told my father he was average, and Sean says I told my dad that once. He was thrilled. <laughs> So I guess that kind of is like the little bit of what I was just talking about, like yeah. Sean chiming in about like, well, for me, average is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh it's funny because they they really just like uh, Topanga and Angela. This is where Angela says the line about like, "Don't make me tell you something." To make you feel better. <laughs> don't push me <laughs> on like, this. Yeah, don't push me on this. Um, but yeah, they all just tell him like, "I'll just go talk to your dad. Like, apologize. I know you didn't mean it." And he's like, "Yeah, no, I I did. I totally meant it." Totally that's what makes it, it and that's what's hard that's what makes yeah. it worse is that he's had time to think about this and he still feels the same way i feel yeah. like people say things in the heat of the moment and then realize later like oh i shouldn't have said that or this is really mean and sarah to me it's worse that he's had time to think about this and he still feels like no i meant it yeah i think that he it's kind of thoughts that you mean deep deep down inside that you really shouldn't say and he said it and a part of him is like, well, I mean, it's how I feel. So why, like, I feel bad that I said it out loud, but it, it's truly what I feel at the end of the day. And it's, it's, it's really shitty. Yeah. Uh, and so Corey keeps saying I'm standard issue. I come in a plain wrapper. Uh, <laughs> so do dirty magazines and everyone loves them. <laughs> yeah, uh, they say, that. yeah. They say, go home and talk to your father. He's like, no, he's going to kill me. And they're like, no, an average father would be angry, but your father is an average. Go home and find out how wrong you are and we'll be behind you. 
Uh, and so then Alan is there and he's like, get in the car. Uh, and they're like, scary. Yes, yes. Um, and then we're, so we, we're left on a, you know, it's a tiny cliffhanger. Uh, back to Eric, Rachel, and, um, and Jack. And, uh, and so, yeah, so this is when they're like, uh, Rachel, they want to ask Rachel, it's like, oh, it's pay up time. Uh, you've decided what you want for saving my life. And like, Eric is just like, what the heck? Like right in front of my face? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, this is so stupid. Uh, yeah. Cause clearly Eric thinks that it's going to be like, I want you to, I mean, at the very minimum, probably like kiss me or something, but yeah. Um, but no, Jack's Jack's gonna be a stand-up guy, and he's like, yeah, just a. Although he does basically say, "Make me a sandwich," which, but that like he doesn't say it that way. Yeah, yeah. but he did he essentially. He wants a PB. He, he wants a PBJ. PBJ. Yeah, and uh, she's like, okay, all right, and um, uh, and that's when Eric's like, oh, I can't believe that you would, you know, you have the opportunity to get anything you want from her, and then he kind of like realizes through talking about like, oh yeah, I I also would would not take advantage of her so like i guess i guess we ended on a good note but this is like we've we've done this story it really feels like the exact same resolution that we reached on other storylines between these three it's kind of again it really feels like okay we have this like very um like mental breakdown like quarter life crisis thing happening with Corey. uh then we also need to just stuff something else in there let's oh let's do another rachel jack and eric thing (laughs) let's that'll be easy uh, yeah. And so yeah, so Eric wants a a jelly, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich too. Um, yeah. Then we're back with Corey and Alan, and uh, Corey says, "I know you're angry, and whatever we're here to do, I want you to know I said a terrible thing. I have no idea where to begin to apologize." Uh, and uh, Alan says, "I'm sorry that you meant it." And so he brought him to <laughs> he brought him to like a really scary looking building with like bars on it, like it's closed. Yeah, it looks very sketch. It looks like he's bringing him to like a dock um down by like the docks remember down by the docks in yeah the <laughs> yeah i do it's like it's like the joke here clearly is that Corey's like oh my god my dad's gonna come out here and like murder me out behind this building or whatever yeah but but it's just a life lesson you know, just a just a hey look this is where i used to work and this is where my father worked and you know for us at the time when we were here like average seemed like a pretty good idea but yeah. it's it's sad that you can't like respect where where your grandfather and myself and even you came from yeah yeah and look at me now baby got yeah. my own hardware nope not a hardware store wilderness store <laughs> wilderness store i always think it's a hardware store it kind of feels like a hardware store no i'm sure they have a mallet there i'm sure <laughs> that's, that's it that's all you need to make it a hardware store is to have a mallet i think that's so it. i think so okay. i'm a monster now i i use a mallet for my for the first time the other day and i was feeling on top of the world what did you use it for? do i want to ask what you used it for uh okay so i was at my part-time job at a uh retail location of furniture and you have to you can't throw stuff out for whatever reason you have to break it um because i don't know dumpster divers i don't know it's a whole thing i don't like it so you have to you have to smash things so i got to smash things wow so that sounds like one of those uh, things that know. people pay you to do where they bring you into a room and you just <gasps> smash a bunch of old crap oh yeah i probably need that yeah. 
Um, and so don't yes, throw out so, your back though. Yeah, don't throw out your back. Don't don't bend down for any pennies while you're you there. You know what? I am I am 33 now, so I'm really <laughs> taking a risk mm-hmm. by using the mallet. <laughs> uh and so yeah so alan has this whole life lesson he says you know uh my father worked his butt off i respected him uh he says my son thinks average is nothing then i've done my job but i'm sorry that you're not proud of him of me and of yourself um and yeah it's uh i don't know it's so then we it's really sad like i feel like this is the moment Corey should like really say something but instead we get Corey at the, the talent show for morgan trying to talk to his dad while like the the fire juggler girl is up um and then um and morgan is like then morgan goes on stage uh and because she gets a pep talk from alexandra like but don't you love to sing and she's like yeah she's like then that's your gift morgan you should do it you should share it with the world um and so yeah so she goes on stage and she starts singing wind beneath my wings and we get um, and I knew what was happening as soon as this scene started. I had forgotten that this was in this episode. And then as soon as the scene starts, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Corey's going to do it. Corey's <laughs> going to do it. And I, I got to say, I do love it. It's so bad and it's so cringy, but it's so funny. It's so funny. It's so good. He chimes in right when Morgan's getting to the, did I ever tell you you're my hero yeah. part? He just stands up and starts singing. I think this was the point in the show where they were like, okay, we've had some really serious stuff happening. How do we pivot into humor again? Mm -hmm. And so it's, yeah, they do this. Um, Small nitpick. She is um, twirling fire. I don't like in the show that they call her a fire juggler. That's, she's not juggling. That's, that's not juggling, but okay. (laughs) Plus they mentioned that there was a little boy who juggled, juggled ducks. It's like, why would you have two jugglers? And also, why would you juggle ducks? That sounds like dangerous for the ducks. Yeah, I assumed I was assuming it was like rubber ducks. Oh, I hope so. I hope but so. maybe, maybe um, it wasn't. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and and it's great at the end also with the like uh, Corey asking uh, Alexandra how he sounded in the song as well. And she's yeah. that, that again. I'm not supposed to lie. What do I do? do, do? It's a funny callback. It's very fun. Is anybody talented enough to be in your school talent show here? Um, Uh. I was in my fifth grade talent show. Actually, I was in my second grade, third grade, and fifth grade talent show. You're very talented. (laughs) Second grade and third grade. It was not – I was not bringing any personal talent. We had a group of us who sang, um, I'm a Believer. Amazing. Because Shrek had come of out. Of course. Um, and Naturally. then, yeah. And then we sang, the next year we sang Perfect Day, <gasps> which was on one of our, like, Disney jams, Perfect like, Day. Radio Disney Jams uh, albums. Yeah. It's still and a bop. I'm not going to lie. What is that? What one is that? What movie is okay, that Okay, so it's the opening what song, Illegally Blonde. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. And it's so good. It's Perfect Day. Day. Okay, do you want to hear yeah i know it i know it i have yeah. something like really dark about that song but maybe oh, i'll no. share it <laughs> off, off the podcast <laughs> but uh in retrospect i played that song for a day that was not so perfect that's oh my God. God. short of it oh um, my gosh but yeah and then in fifth grade i juggled so oh. that's why i picked the juggling did you thing. juggle ducks no i had a plan that i was going to be a really great juggler um and then 
in the weeks leading up to the jug- the town show, I was like, I cannot learn to juggle this fast. So my dad's a great juggler. And I was like, here, we're going to turn it into like more of a comedy sketch where it's going to be a juggling show where I'm going to keep trying to juggle. But like for various different reasons, you keep interrupting me. So I only ever have to juggle like one or two times before I get mm-hmm. interrupted. And so it was it was more of a comedy oh, sketch. Fun. That was a really good pivot, pivot, Mary. That was a yeah, really good pivot. And we had a uh, talent show actually at my work this year for our like virtual Christmas party and again I was like I'm gonna juggle <laughs> and then I started to juggle I'm like I can't do this so I found my da- my dad's juggling like club and I filmed a whole video and it's mostly them and it's just like tiny little bits of me <laughs> getting working around it basically I have not learned my lesson in like 20 years yeah one day <laughs> you'll story. finally juggle all the way around you'll be able to do five Maybe. minutes of juggling Um, but yeah, and then of course we have the end scene with like, uh, Eric pretending he's electrocuted himself and Rachel's just like, oh, Jack, you know, CPR, right? And so of course Jack goes to move in on Eric and he's like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. Make fun of the dead. Why don't you? Um, you know? Yeah. Something these, these two episodes have in common is the like, oh no, can't have a boy kiss me jokes that happens twice in a row but um, I do I do love the like work that Eric put into to making himself look electrocuted like he like spiked his hair up and he's holding like a a tongs that he pulled like a piece of toast out of the toaster it was very elaborate like good job yeah this is why you always need to get wooden uh toast uh tongs very passionate about this oh I don't even own a toaster and a toaster oven what oh I, I feel like that's a normal thing it seems elite. You're wild. Elite. Yeah. I just really, I really hate having to use the full-on oven for like just me sometimes. And so like I'll, I'll use the toaster oven because it feels less like wasteful to use huh. a smaller. Hmm. I don't know. I, I've always, I grew up with a toaster oven. I've like hardly ever used toasters in my entire life. I could probably count on two hands the number of times I've, I've used toasters. But I yeah, like a wow. good toaster strudel. Oh, I love a toaster strudel. (laughs) Yes, we have toaster strudels in our freezer right now. Yeah. Um, I never get it right on the first try, though. Like, I always toast it, and then I'm, like, bringing it upstairs to eat it. It's frozen. And then I bite it, and it's frozen on the inside. I'm like, oh, man, I messed up. It's honestly, (laughs) you can't win. It's either going to be frozen on the inside or the outside's a little bit crispy. It's like a hot pocket. It's just, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, That was an amazing episode. I, like... We're going to get into, like, I, I I loved the the Corey singing. Like, that is, like, an elite <laughs> moment of Boy Meets World of him singing, did you ever know that job? It's so good. It's so good. Um, But, of course, we have to get into underpants. Uh, but first, we're going to take a quick ad break to hear from our sponsors. We will be right back. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. 
Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. All right, let's talk some underpants. Uh, we're going into hogs and kisses. Um, and <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Like, Corey's like, I'm the most average person ever. And yet, me and Topanga were the two freshmen chosen to be in this commercial for Penrose. <laughs> yeah, you're a Lee. I mean, if you get accepted into the school commercial, I feel like you're a special one. I remember when I, like, my pretty friend got asked to be in the school commercial, and I was like, expected. This is expected. I was really sad when I saw one time as I worked at the, um, dining hall and they came in to take pictures because i went to a school with a world famous dining hall it's fine <clears throat> i'm not gonna actually probably wasn't world famous <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was like it was like ranked number one in the country so hmm. there is that is why least. mary needs the celery photo for her kitchen she's trying to make <laughs> her kitchen elite with the <laughs> but, but they came in to take pictures for like the school paper or something and not like or like a magazine and I remember like looking at it later, being like, oh my gosh, did I make it into any of the pictures? And I didn't. And I was really sad. But, what? Um, How could they not let you in the pictures? I know, I was really sad. But um, yeah, this episode was a journey, um, a journey that will take you to a Yugaverse of exciting experiments. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how is yeah. Corey so bad at his lines? Is he nervous in front of the camera? Is and he... he looks like robotic too because Topanga is such a natural. And like yeah. Corey is just like a journey that will take them to a universe of exciting experiments. Like he doesn't like, even. Clearly this is again not. Like it doesn't follow continuity because in high school he like did film classes yes. where he was fine yeah. like he just stood up in an audience and like sang in front of his father like didn't yeah. care about that at all he did hamlet so, everybody remember hamlet or no yeah. yeah hamlet romeo and juliet he did both it was mm -hmm. one of those yeah whatever he like he should be fine but instead instead they just decide that it'd be more fun if he isn't for whatever reason yeah. maybe it's the camera maybe it's the fact that like for the first time mr feeney and or his friends are not filming it's like an actual director yeah exactly but the thing that's even my favorite more so than him flubbing the lines is when he just stares in the camera and goes then come on <laughs> <laughs> like awkwardly waves the, the people on and he's just like looks terrified. Oh, love it. Yeah. But um, but he knows. It, it, this isn't like a oh, he thinks yeah. he's good. He's like uh <laughs> But Topanga somehow defends him. I don't understand yeah. this. How does she not realize, right? Corey's just like, I sucko. And Topanga's just like, oh, but we were picked as the perfect freshman couple because of our natural chemistry. Chemistry with each other, yeah, not chemistry other. on film. Yeah. It's a different thing. It's because Topanga is feeling herself in this. She is <laughs> acting like she is the pageant queen of the century. She's doing like the fancy walk. She has a little shimmy. Yeah. She's looking at the camera. Always the hair. Flip the hair. Flip the of hair. Of course. Hair yeah. Toss, hair toss. Yeah, she has she the hairography down. Yeah, yes, she's dressed like Chelsea Clinton. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's a big disconnect here. Yeah. Topanga went through a, a couple like episodes or maybe even like a whole season of her wearing these like, yeah, I don't know. They were like sort of um like not pants, but, like, like dress skirt, suit skirt, sort yeah. of. Skirt suits. Yeah. So... They like always had like a matching cardigan or even like more like a jacket. She looked kind like of. she was going to business school in yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah, it's very She's weird. She's dressed so matronly, and she was just 
like so sassy and fun in seasons four and five and then she comes here and she looks like she's going to easter um church it's yeah. ridiculous do we remember the days of the doily dress bring back the doily dress i we liked the it. doily dress i hated it but i would i would deal with it right now i liked it i liked that i liked the choker i liked her doc martens like oh, she, she had, had really she, cool she style doc martin yeah uh so then yeah um and Corey's like well sean you say curriculum and sean says curriculum and then the director points the camera at sean he's like do that again curriculum uh wow. and Impressive. so yeah Corey is the one who's just like oh great sean you should take my place and sean's like i don't know and topanga's not, like unsure about it too sean's like i can't be you and Corey's because like, they all know where this is going yeah because there's no care Corey will lose his mind which he does uh and Corey's just like listen you could take my place i know you'll be comfortable with each other this is gonna be great i've never never had a bad idea in my life this is gonna be wonderful oh when did i ever have a bad idea <laughs> stupid <laughs> and so they sit next to each other on the couch um and uh and so yeah topanga looks at sean and she's just like maybe more right honey and sean puts his arm around topanga that's right snookums it's like they talk like they're 80 years old i remember the first night we met right here in the newly remodeled student union and they go on and on and it's just like they sound like they're 80 they don't sound like freshman a freshman couple talking to each other this is ridiculous also why would you have a freshman couple it doesn't like, make I feel sense. Like if, you should have a senior I couple. Feel like if, yeah, if I was watching a video about the school, I would feel like it should be, I mean, maybe the idea is like, oh, someone who's like, just like what you're going to be. Like, you can picture yourself being here next year. But if I was at this school, I'd be so mad that they picked a freshman couple. Yeah. Do you remember? I remember um, when I was a freshman, I was so convinced that I was gonna find the love of my life freshman year of college because I was like I was I, I remember saying to somebody freshman year of college like the first semester I'm like do you know statistically that you know most people find their you know husbands and wives in college I think I made that um statistic up I think I just bullshitted <laughs> that but I legit told somebody that and they were like oh really I'm like yeah like our future husband and wife can be like right around the corner oh I was like God. spreading this misinformation all around school. sounds about right you're just like I know I know all the facts here they are it's like I watched three shows about college and two movies about college and i know all of us you are many find i've seen <laughs> yeah i was convinced yeah uh and so Corey's like oh don't they look great together and the director says yeah they do and uh and Corey's just like wait i just meant they do i don't mean they really do uh, and so then Corey and Topanga, or excuse me, Sean and Topanga are still doing their little set here. And the director's like, oh, let's have a kiss. And Corey's like, what? And the director says, kiss her. And so they kiss and Corey looks like devastated. Uh, the director's like, more heat. You're in love. Uh, and Corey's like, less heat, less heat. It's a little creepy that the director wants this, yeah. especially because this is like for a school. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, like, I understand the point of the episode, but it is a little weird that Sean and Topanga aren't like, oh, maybe not. Like, maybe or maybe we should. I like, should talk to Corey first. Like, yeah, like, no, nope, they just go right also, into it. Also, I have to say, I because ha I have to say it, this is not a passionate kiss at no, all. Not this is kiss. very, like, 20 pecks. Like, there's no yeah. mouth open. There's no tongue action. It is 20 pecks. That's it. It's a lot of closed mouth kissing. It is. Yeah. Sean's, he has such a furrowed brow during this kiss. Topanga does seem a lot more relaxed, but there is a creased brow line. 
with Sean. Sense. Like he's yeah. thinking really hard for somebody who's apparently an expert kicks uh, kisser. He's not looking very expert. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why he's so good because he just concentrates really mm, hard. <laughs> yeah, he really thinks about it. <laughs> Uh, and so Corey grabs the bullhorn and he's just like, cut, cut, cut back away from the girlfriend. Uh, and he's asking like, what was that? You kissed my girlfriend. And John's like, he told me to, if he told you to put a knife through my heart, would you do it? And he's like, would you be yelling at me through a bullhorn? <laughs> like, I'm with John like a little bit in that I wouldn't want Corey just screaming at me with a bullhorn. Um, but Sean again tries to tell Corey, he's like, it didn't mean anything, don't worry about it. And to Pink says, This is silly, please don't go crazy over this. Please, and please don't go crazy over this. Please don't go crazy over this. Yeah, except then we get Corey watching the film over and over and how over. does he have access to this tape? He probably stole <laughs> it. He probably stole it. He probably stole the VHS. Yeah, yeah. Corey's <laughs> watching it over and over in his uh, underwear and, and shirt. And then he, <laughs> like, jumps down. Not jumps down. He, like, falls to his knees on the floor in yeah. his dorm room, rips his shirt off, and yells, Topanga! <laughs> Which is also a huge moment in the show because we get a lot of the, like, <gasps> Topanga! Right? Like, we've already gotten that a right. few times. But this is the, like, Topanga! As he rips. And, like... Sarah, Sarah must have noticed this. Ben Savage is like pretty ripped at this point. Okay. Wait, his arms though? <laughs> Did he? Like, I'm I'm sorry, but I noticed this too. I was like, was this just a coincidence or was he like, oh, there's gonna be an episode where I have to like rip my shirt off? Like, I need to like work out. I bet he was already in shape, like expecting to get different roles after okay, this. When is over. does Ben Savage have time to do arm day? He's I'm doing it though. He's mind doing it. blown about his like, arms. Last episode, why did Sean not say what's special about you, Corey? I don't know how ripped you are. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're yeah. an average guy who for some reason looks like this, and you take your shirt off. And yeah. man, the show like I'm kind of surprised they even allowed him to rip his shirt off. That's like this what I thought. I feel like the show wants you to think that he's just like a you know yes. they, they cover him up with his uh, his little sweaters and everything i thought the same thing i was like wow i'm shocked they're letting us see this because he looks very in shape versus the picture of Corey you have in your head of like this very again not like out of shape dude but like you know he doesn't play a ton of sports or anything yeah Yeah, you picture him as more scrawny like he was when he was like a little kid um and so yeah he screams to panga and so then his next door neighbor is just like shut up no you shut up no you shut up and then then this is absolutely preposterous this guy comes knocks down his door this dude looks like a freaking like i don't know weight like a heavyweight lifter or whatever those yeah. what are they free you weight lifter guy? looks buff this guy's buff yeah he's, he's huge and he he literally breaks the door down yeah it's ridiculous and you which know i'm what? assuming then later Corey fix and put put <laughs> puts the deadbolt so. on because <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he like locks sean out so you would hope so because somebody's gonna have to pay the um the fee for breaking stuff yeah yeah but he he knocks the door down and then we go of course to eric jack and rachel's apartment um again these weird why do they keep doing this to us that's like every episode it's a different iteration of the same story where now like Eric is just like, oh, Rachel, another splash of tomato to <laughs> offer her like tomato juice. And she's like, oh, what is this meal? Class. 
Because it's like, I think it's supposed to be breakfast, but like, it's like tomato juice and salad or something. I don't know what they're eating. But really, maybe they had an afternoon class or something. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It was really weird. She's like, oh, I have to go to class. And they're like picking everything up. And uh, they made her like lunch. And uh, Jack's like, oh, don't worry about it. We want to do this. Uh, she's like, we can wait till we get home till we do the dishes. And they like clear off a tablecloth. They like put a new one on like to the point where Eric even has this tool. I don't even know what this thing is, but it's like a it's like a crumble, like a like a crumble sweeper. I don't even know. Like if you get crumbles on the table, yeah. it's like one of those like metal. I, I feel like I've seen it in um like movies about like fancy restaurants yeah. or something where it's they, like, like, i don't come know if it by. smooths out the tablecloth or if it gets all the crumbs or what it does i was assuming it was like getting all the crumbs yeah but yeah i would love to be so put together that i have like an a morning tablecloth and an evening tablecloth i would hate that, that. i, I here's a, i don't know if this is a hot take i hate tablecloths they never really? stay on straight. I'm always just going to spill on them meaning they're going to be good for a single meal before i have to take them off and wash them yeah yeah well, yeah, trash. I, I hate out. them. I put one on I for do. holidays and that's it. I draw the line at Christmas. That's it. A uh, plastic or cloth? I have a cloth one. I'm sophisticated oh, beach. Yeah, I have a cloth. Yeah, that's that's a cloth. wonderful news. <laughs> I'm really happy plastic? for you. The fact that you asked if it was plastic, like I'm only slightly insulted that you thought I would put a plastic tablecloth on my table. I'm not, like, I don't know. The plastic are very convenient. They are. Con- I mean, exactly. You think I'm a convenience bitch, not a sophisticated bitch. I know that you value things that are practical i do but i make i and i even have you know what else i have why are we fighting about tablecloths this is the dumbest (laughs) discussion that ever but also i also have those little placemat things um for christmas too no they're cloth (laughs) okay (laughs) and i even i got made fun of by my family because i washed them because obviously they got all gross and then they got like weirdly wrinkled and so then i tried to iron them Mm -hmm. to get them back to flat again and it didn't work and i was so annoyed about this whole situation that i just spent so much time and money and effort on for who for who no one nobody i'm never going to spend a second with the sterlings they're all bullies (sighs) they are they're all bullies every last one of us um so yeah he used a he uses a crumble a crumb catcher i don't know what they're called anyway oh yeah the, I'm, the first time i saw that i was like what is this strange contraption i like those crumb catchers but does anybody need one just use your hand jessica what what do you mean jessica just use your hand and then wipe it off in the trash yeah but like not at a fancy restaurant this is an apartment <laughs> it's not a fancy restaurant yeah uh but of course the whole joke here is like they're just faking it even though it's very obvious because she's like hey we don't need to do this you guys don't need to change but the second she leaves they burp they unbutton their pants they start eating like a giant plate of donuts which like you know those are going stale because they're all open air like put them in the box and then why can't you share the donuts with everybody Eric takes the flower arrangement off the table, tosses mm-hmm. the flowers over his shoulder, and then just starts drinking out of the flower water. And I think my favorite part of this is the fact that Jack just doesn't question it. <laughs> like he's, he's like, done yeah, it a million times awesome. before. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And Eric will pause after he sips it and like kind of look at it like, hmm, like the aroma in here. <laughs> like, what does that taste? Mm. <laughs> It'd be like eating potpourri. Like, it just seems absolutely disgusting. Yes. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, obviously they're faking all of this. Uh, and then they, like, yeah, they unbutton their pants, too. Um, and uh, I don't know. 
Like, why, why do we still have our pants on? And then they unbutton their pants. And honestly, in the modern day, I don't know that this, this is, uh, that this tracks anymore. Most people are wearing stretchy pants. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's the equivalent of like, sometimes I'll be sitting at home and I'm like, ah, oh, like my back hurts. I'm like, why do I still have my bra on? Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. Toss that guys, across the room. Guys don't understand the freedom of removing the bra yeah. when you get home. It's amazing. The bra, and then my earrings. Like the first thing I do if I'm wearing oh, earrings yeah. when I get home is like, oh, I got to take the earrings out. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just gave absolutely. up on wearing earrings, honestly. Oh. I always have one wonky earlobe that like hates earrings. And so I, I gave up on it a long time ago. Oh, no. Well, I have long hair, so it never mattered anyway. I'm like, no one can see my earlobes. What is the point of any okay. of this? All right. Anyway. Uh, and so, yeah. So then they, <laughs> we have Corey and this huge, big, beefy guy now watching the tape and sobbing. Isaac? Uh, yeah, Isaac. Yeah, he's like, I hear you, brother. He's like, I never saw it coming, Isaac. You can't blame yourself, little buddy. The same thing to me happened to me once. Topanga, Fred. Fred. And of course, because it's the '90s, Corey gives Isaac a funny look. But he should just accept Isaac and his love for Fred, Corey. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, Isaac is going through a lot. Fred broke his heart. Yeah, so sad. Yeah. I and I do wonder like what the conversation we missed was where that got the <laughs> I, where Isaac like knocked down the door and then then sitting next to each other like watching the video over and over yeah I don't know it's interesting also I do love Rick Corey being referred to as little buddy <laughs> yes especially yeah. after we were like oh my gosh she's so ripped today <laughs> yeah. oh gosh um yeah but then uh, be, uh because after the door not got knocked down Corey put a deadbolt in so sean has not been able to get back in his dorm room and instead was sleeping on the couch in the student union which topanga finds him not topanga okay i understand that you're having a conversation with sean and that you both believe that Corey is probably upset about this don't sit down next to him and get under the covers well, you what are you on doing? the covers and be fine i think it's the matter yeah. of putting the covers over your lap that's where we get into the issue yes yeah so uh Corey comes down he's like i know that you probably thought that i was you know up all night and thinking about this but i'm fine i've processed it and i just have one question what's this yeah pulls off the blanket underpants i just i love the what's this like the way he turns on a dime i just yeah. ask one thing what's this yes it's a oh compromising position i mean she's under the covers with a boxered sean it is a little suspicious but they're in the student union there's like people around it's broad daylight it's not like it's not like they're like in a, a room together he finds them like in a closet like, absolutely absolutely yeah. i feel for sean that he felt like he couldn't go home he had to sit in the student lounge and sleep there yeah because Sean is a good understanding friend. Yeah. Very and also patient. Sean probably does not care. And Corey is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And he's like, it's very clear you two have had hidden sexual tension for the last 15 years. Like, what? Yeah. What? Uh, and Corey's like, there's only one solution. And I <laughs> love Topanga just growling. <laughs> he's like, there's one solution. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> He's like, you need to go on a date. And they're like, what? He's like, you're going to go on a date. You're going to explore your feelings. And Topanga's like, there are no feelings. He's like, there are feelings. Uh, the tape yeah, says there I, are. I watched it 512 <laughs> times. If you don't go out on this date, it will haunt us for the rest of our lives. And Topanga, why does everything have to haunt us for the rest of our lives? <laughs> Underpants. <laughs> it's so great. Like, I can't think of a show. I don't know. I just feel like the comedy in Boy Meets World is, like, so unique. Like, the way they do this and, like, the callbacks of, like, 
you know that Corey has often said, this is going to haunt us for the rest of our lives. Like, you know, yeah. that this is something that he has said a lot. And Topanga well, is always like, why? Why is this always this way? And they know, and like we established even in the previous episode, that Topanga knows that Corey gets in his head and is so dramatic about things. Like when Sean says that he's like uh, in, thinking about the deep, dark caverns of his soul. And she's like, no, not the caverns. Like, clearly this has been a thing that he's done yeah. before. Oh, gosh. But, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, and so, yeah. So uh, Sean is just like, would you go on a date with me? And Topanga's like, yes. And Corey's like, I knew it. <laughs> uh, and then we get, again, I, I do love the inclusion of Angela here. And like, I do like that we're working her into more, like more storylines than we did previously. Um, and so Corey knocks on her door. Uh, and he's like, what are you studying? And she's just like, white history. You know, you people contributed quite a bit to this country. It's like, oh, no. Uh, he's oh, like, thanks, God. but I got my own problems. Uh, he's like, I kept you in the dark about this because even though you and Sean broke up, I know how much you still care about him. And you know how much I care about that betraying witch of a girl. And Angela has no patience. She's like, get to the point. Like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> he yeah, says, Sean like, and Topanga are out on a date. <laughs> She's like, they'd never do that. And he's like, it's true. Uh, well, why would they? He's like, I made the reservation and I paid for it. And I ordered the souffle in advance because you have to do that sort of thing, Angela. <laughs> That's all on Corey. Why is Corey doing this like crazy date? Yeah. He's ridiculous. just tormenting himself for no reason. And Angela correctly was like, look, they're just friends. Like they probably just talked about you the whole time because you're making them do this crazy thing. Um, but... <sighs> Sean and Topanga decide to do a little plan where they come back and they're acting like they're, oh, you know, that was such a great time. I can't believe that I we never acted on this for years and years. And they know Corey's listening. And then we yeah. see them sitting inside the room reading scripts. When did they have time to write and print out a script? Would love to know. Also, that. where's the staple? Why didn't Sean yeah. staple his together? This is ridiculous. What? Better question. When Topanga obviously sees Sean drop his script, why doesn't she like show him hers or like take a <laughs> yeah. pause? But she just or, keeps going and he's also, like, trying to shuffle through the paper. Why do they need a script? Can you not improv this? <laughs> do they have no skills to improv This is at very all? advanced. No. They have to follow the script. That's what they did in the yeah. beginning of the episode. They were following a script. They were just doing what they were told. So they, they're not an improv class. Yeah. Well, I mean, once they stop reading the script, that's when they <laughs> get a little weird. <laughs> when they start making random noises, um, like Sean's like, how does it feel? Or how, how do I make you feel when I do this? And he's just like paddle ball on the paddle ball. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. she like makes a moo sound with this like contraption. And there's a cowbell. And yeah. All this bells stuff. and alarms. It gets freaky. Yeah. Yeah, it gets freaky. And when Corey's uh done listening to the or he like just kind of leaves. I, mean, I guess maybe he goes back into Angela's room. Um, but they get ready to surprise him and uh he's not there. So they're like, oh no. What happened? Yeah. They're like, oh no, he ran away from our cow sounds. It's ridiculous. They're they're very confused too. They're like, where did he go? Yeah, it um it reminds me a little bit of the scene in Easy A when they're like <gasps> pretending to have sex at the party and they're just like making all these weird noises. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. Uh, and so yeah, they're like, oh, where did he go? Uh, meanwhile, yeah. we have Eric, Jack, and Rachel eating a super fancy dinner, and they're having spaghetti. Um, they're eating spaghetti and mashed potatoes. Which no no like no 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 carbs. they're eating mashed potatoes. I'm sorry, mashed potatoes. <laughs> But it's a very carb-heavy meal. 
Um, oh, yeah. And then there's gravy, too. And Jack's like, you know, funny story. I was watching Martha Stewart today, and I got a lovely tip on how to freshen our potpourri with cranberries and lilac petals. That's so wild. Uh, yeah. And, but Rachel's on to them. She knows what's Yeah, and I love Rachel when idiots. they're like, how was your day, Rachel? I had lunch with a friend. We put our elbows on the table and we ate with our fingers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she's like yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to live with you guys to make me feel like I'm living with my mother, um, yeah. but it it uh, escalates pretty quickly to where Rachel is like putting her feet in. She's like, "Oh, I would not supposed to put your feet on the table unless they're in marinara." Oh, yeah, that, this starts stressing me out. Food fights stress me out. I me don't too. ever me want to participate too. in a fit in a food as, fight. As I an know. adult, I'm like, who's cleaning this up? Like, there's a full-on mess. And not only that, but, like, Rachel uses her – okay, it was so gross. She uses her feet that were in the marinara sauce and just starts, like, putting them on Eric's face. And I was like, this is so gross. Um, She then, like, throws spaghetti at him. And, like, he's wearing a cream sweater. Like, there's no getting those stains out ever, ever. No. Yeah. Those stains live there now. They do. Uh, And so then they have this huge food fight. And uh, at the very end of it, <laughs> Rachel's like, uh, I'm not your mother. I'm your roommate. Now hit Jack with the pie. And Eric just like smashes a whipped cream pie in uh, Jack's face. Uh, and she's like, when I get out of the shower, I expect this place clean. Uh, and she just like, she leaves and she's like, she has a literal bowl of spaghetti like on her shoulder. Like there's so much spaghetti on her body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it one bit. I thought Jack was looking really nice in his suit. I don't like that everyone looks super messy. Everyone everyone was wearing light clothes. Um, I don't like the food in the pasta. I mean, the foot in the pasta. It's just all wrong, this scene. It is. It's, it's but at least they're having terrible. fun. Do you think that if you're in the food fight, you're having fun? Only if it's not my house and I get to immediately take a shower. I feel like yeah. I would have fun if it was an outdoor food fight okay so i have done that mm-hmm. we like th- i was at a birthday party when i was in like sixth grade and they had uh there was a guy who lived like a couple streets over who was also having a birthday party at the same time so we got a bunch of water balloons went over there and oh. water ballooned them came back to our place then they came over but instead of water balloons they had like food mm. and so they were throwing food and what i kind of remember food? i got like putting know, in like, tomatoes no like tomatoes i remember i got hurt. like hit by a banana like a peeled banana and there was like a print on my shirt oh gosh cross section of a banana for a long time i didn't know bananas hit so hard i feel like i feel like the move is okay because i don't like to be wasteful i think the move is you do things like jello because a it's not gonna hurt b it's like not expensive and it's not terribly wasteful to like yeah like throw a bunch of jello at people it'd probably be a sticky though and i really hate when my hands are sticky like to the point where that's as why as they I eat do a PBJ, the like, I'm washing my hands. Oh, same. I, I think that's yeah. why they do the like whipped cream pies because it's like it's all cheap whipped cream. And, yeah. Yeah. Just all whipped cream. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they go clean all of that up. Um, and then we're back to Corey and Angela, and he's like, I heard sounds, forbidden sounds. I think there was a cow in there. <laughs> uh he's like, Go ahead, tell me there's nothing going on in there. And Angela says, There's nothing going on. He's like, Oh my god, they're nestling. And Angela opens the door. Uh, no one's in there. So Corey walks in uh, and she's like, we're talking about Sean and Topanga. They don't care about each other because they care about you. 
Uh, and Corey's like, no, you're thinking about this too logically. This is raw, hot, unfiltered passion. And that kiss opened the gates. <laughs> there are no gates. Oh, there are gates. <laughs> it's like so stupid. Yeah. They get into like a really big conversation about like whether or not Corey has ever had any feelings for her for um Angela. Yeah. And at first he misinterprets it and thinks like just like strong tension and he's like, Well, there was that one time when it was my birthday and you didn't give me a present and I didn't say anything but oh. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. This sounds like a Sarah move though. Yeah, if you don't get me a present, I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, No, no, like, have you ever thought about me, you know, in a different way? And he's Ooh. like, Well, one time in a dream and she's like well there you go and he's like well it didn't mean anything it was a dream and she pushes him down on the bed and yeah. <laughs> like jumps on top of him to kiss him he's like oh no it's the dream, it's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um they're just cuddling after the kiss and he's like oh okay i understand it mm -hmm. like wasn't real whatever but like with with sean and topanga it, it totally must have been real um you know because like uh you know they'll they'll never I don't know. I guess. I guess he finally like understands that it, it doesn't have to mean something. But I kind of don't love the message of this episode being like it's fine to kiss friends <laughs> if like if it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, yeah. actually, no. Like, please also still don't cheat on me, even if it doesn't mean yeah. anything. Right. Yeah, and I think Angela has like the better like um the better kind of moral of the story when she says, if you're gonna spend the rest of like your life with Topanga, yeah. don't you think you should trust her more? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Topanga's yeah. never given you Corey a reason to distrust her, so. And have like, faith in to her. be fair, a director asked Sean and Topanga to kiss. It was right in front of Corey. Like he he witnessed it happen, so he knew the circumstances around it. Topanga or uh, Angela and Corey kissed and laid on a bed without the permission or consent of you know Corey's significant other. Like I think that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> by a lot. Yeah, it's it's not great. But then, of course, like Topanga walks in and she she's like, there you are. We've been looking all over for you. And Corey's like, I can explain. Uh, Topanga's like, I found him. He's in bed with Angela. Like, they're all very like, oh, this is nonchalant. And then they like jump on them. Uh, it's all yeah. very like, again, it's very cute. Like, this is what it this is what Corey's reaction should have been. Right. Like, this is like they're friends. It's fine. Like, nothing is happening. You should trust your significant other or like at least have had a conversation of like, okay, um, this is where I draw the line. You know, like, I'm uncomfortable with you cuddling so-and-so, or I'm uncomfortable with, like, this is where the line is for us. Um, and, I mean, probably some of that is from the fact that Corey is a little more, like, has the potential to be more jealous of people with Topanga mm -hmm. than she does of him. Yeah. 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 Probably. At least with his self-esteem. But, um, and that is where they should have ended the episode because definitely this is one is. of my least favorite tags of all time like i don't get it i don't get the joke it doesn't make any sense this reminds me good. of when they were like oh minkus can time travel like this yeah, reminds me of it's that. very similar it's very where similar. they're like they're gonna like hit her with pies when she comes out of the shower and there she's been in there forever eventually to the point where jack and eric turn into skeletons um, holding pies and Rachel's like I'll be out in a minute and that that's that's it that's the whole thing like the joke is that she's taking a long shower but they're like why the skeletons like they I had think a they could have like of course she's taking a long shower like the they could have tweaked the joke it still wouldn't have made sense but they could have tweaked the joke if like the second she says oh I'll be out in a minute they pan out and you see like 
Eric and Jack just sitting on the couch, like eating popcorn. Like, okay, they like put skeletons yeah. there holding. The but even that, I mean, obviously, doesn't make any sense. But it's just—it's it's not uh, a good joke. It's not a good joke. I don't like. Yeah, I don't. It's I don't. Like, I don't like it when they break the realism of the show. Yeah, Come like on. time travel. You mean like the time travel <laughs> yeah. that they could time travel yeah. since season one? So stupid. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, like basically that. But that was the episode. Um, these were fun. I I love like I do love when we get even if the episode altogether isn't like one of my favorites i love when we get to points where it's like oh my god they said underpants like it's so exciting when we get to those moments because again i can't believe we're still getting those moments in season six like i can't believe that we haven't hit every single time where we're like oh it's the first feeny call oh it's the first this it's the first topanga it's the first that you know yeah like the two episodes are not my favorite episodes but they have some of my favorite moments or like favorite scenes in yeah, them yeah they're just pure boy meets world's fun yeah 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 um this was amazing thank you so much for coming on mary um bringing your presence on we're so happy that you got your celery poster i can't wait to see a picture of it (laughs) you better you better uh, send it to us i will definitely uh put that on twitter instagram when i when i have it framed in my kitchen so happy about that it's Um, going to be perfect (laughs) besides the big move what else do you have going on in your world lately uh, in my world, well, you can always check out everything I'm doing by following me at Frail Mary on Twitter, where I post all the podcast information. Um, I am uh, on Kowski Cast right now, covering season six of Riverdale with Kirsten McKinnis. And um, I've just started over on Posha Recaps covering the Umbrella Academy, where we are gearing up for season three. So we're recapping the first two seasons Ooh. really quick before the season premiere of season three at the end of june and um of course in july big brother's coming back so i'll be over on rob as a podcast covering big brother 24 as well amazing uh sarah what do we have coming up what do we have going on in general Mm, there's yes we're about halfway through season four of dawson's creek it's a lot of fun we just met pc's family um, as well as, of course, our weekly Boy Meets Worlds content. In addition to that, Jessica and I over at Post Show Recaps, um, we're covering The Time Traveler's Wife, which is an HBO show based off the book of the same name. Really enjoying that. Um, so we are super busy. You can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, www.shit90spod.com. And you can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Amazing. You can find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. Um, of course, I'm on all the things Sarah mentioned, uh, as well as community building over on Post Show Recaps. We're in the thick of season three now. It's been really, really fun. Um, so go check us out there as well. Next week, we'll be back with one episode, only one episode of the show, season six, episode seven. Everybody loves Stuart. It's a bit more of a serious episode. We're about to get mm. real serious. It's kind of like yucky in some ways. Mm. But of course, uh, to lighten the mood, we're bringing back on our friend Chappelle. Can't wait to chat with him about that episode. He requested it a very long time ago, I remember. He's yeah, very pumped. his writer. It is in his writer. He has a writer. <laughs> this episode is a part of it. Um, so we will be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Have a Just good day. Bye. Shit me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.